I'm Nate. It's your boy Trent. And I'm Sebastian. And today we're back. New tunes for the people like you. New mid for the people that are very, very unfortunate. And it's us actually. We're the people in this scenario. Um, because another unfortunately midweek. But you know, there's some highlights in there, a little bit sprinkled around, but uh I guess we'll just get into it as we usually do with these sorts of weeks uh, with this unfortunate year. But, hey, what are you going to do? Starting things out, though, we'll kick it off with a new album from Teenage Wrist, Still Love. New album from uh, Teenage Wrist coming off of their Earth is a Black Hole album from 2021. An album that I really did enjoy quite a bit, uh, especially initially. Um, However, uh, if you go back and listen to my review for it, I will admit i overhyped the absolute fuck out of it um i think i remember i gave it a nine and a half and it didn't even make my top 15 of the year nor did it really make well i guess we didn't really do top 50 but i guess it would have been in there in retrospect but like based on what I did that year, it was just an honorable mention, you know? And that's because, like, I think I was just kind of, like, really giddy of how it sounded with, like, the whole, like, you know, shoegazy, grunge-inspired, you know alternative rock kind of thing that they were doing on that one which don't get me wrong is still really good it was still a very fun album um but definitely not nearly as like hype as i had put it in my initial review but still definitely worth checking out if you wanted to uh but unfortunately on this one i actually was a bit underwhelmed i really don't have anything that is worth talking about that stuck out with this album it was very bland it was very much you know kind of taking what they did on the last album and just you know it almost felt like they were it it was the most least expanded version of what that album could have been it almost could have been a b-sides for all i would care but like man i i i i don't even like remember half these songs uh, i remember there was a soft cult feature who really popping band lately in the past uh few months they've been like really getting their name out there uh but unfortunately even with their feature it didn't do much for the song which happens to be the title track and um i just yeah i i, I really did not have much of anything with that one which really sucks because i was kind of like highly uh anticipating this album seeing what they wanted to do next but alas it's nothing it really is um bad sounding no not not by any means just you know boring mid week six out of ten that's all i got uh trent take it away Uh, i also had a uh six out of ten eight eight uh yeah it's I think I, I was the same way, because I think I really did like their their previous release. It was pretty good. Um, it was pretty good. Yeah. And then, I mean, this year just keeps getting better and better, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And, like, it, 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 I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to agree with you. It, 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 this wasn't bad, you know? Like, it wasn't, like, the worst thing, but it was definitely, like, yeah, it was there. Um. I think uh, those first, like, three songs, Sunshine, Dark Sky, and Still Love, like, that's when I was still like, yeah, it's pretty decent. And then as it went on, I was just kind of like, he's yeah, still going. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, overall, it was pretty good. 
again, six out of ten. That's that's about it. These what? reviews are unfortunately getting shorter and shorter because I don't know what the fuck These to say about These reviews are unfortunate to say the very least, but you know what? <laughs> yeah. We're we're trying here. We're really trying to find something. Uh, but Sebastian, take it away. I had similar feelings about this whole album. Uh, it's it, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. But at the same time, it, there was a little bit of character compared to the rest of the week for me, especially with the bass lines. They were pretty crunchy. They were pretty groovy as well. Uh, this is honestly just like a pretty good, I, I guess, like power pop, pop punk, I guess, kind of in that area, but like not to the point of like the saturated pop punk that you would normally hear. It just has that kind of vocal lead and everything like that, kind of like early Walk the Moon, I guess. Um, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. In, in the fact that it was something that made me feel there was a little bit of a pulse there when I was listening to it. Um, I, I'm trying my best to still do the same thing I've been doing and listen to these albums in an isolated setting where I'm not doing anything else but listening to the music so that way I'm not being distracted and I'm trying to like dissect things and trying to be a little bit more serious about it. But unfortunately, this album does not really give me much to do with that but it was still enjoyable to sit through it wasn't like it wasn't really dragging on for me um some songs that were good that i enjoyed at least i liked dark sky still love um i also like cigarette two-step i thought that was pretty good as well um and it ended pretty strong as well it just unfortunately did not have anything super memorable that I would be like, oh yeah, this is going to be on my top 10 songs, top 10 albums, anything like that. It was just super, it, it was good, but nothing phenomenal. Uh, if only I could remember everything about it that made it special, but alas, this is a 7 out of 10, definitely the highest score of the week for me. I hear you. What are you going to do? Uh, but all right, moving along. Got a new album here from Humanity's Last Breath, Ashen. Trent, take it away. Yeah, I uh, I like this one. I gave it. Well, I'm giving it a seven out of ten. Uh, it's my highest score of the week, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it it was still pretty decent. Uh, I remember their uh, was that 2021 release, uh, Valde. Uh, that Such I a thought good album. was also Such a good. Yeah, album. I was like, I thought that one was pretty good. Uh. This one, I wouldn't say it's a little bit of a downgrade, but it's still like, still pretty fucking good. Um, with songs like uh, "Blood Spill," it's just the the intro track. Uh, "Death Spiral," I think "Death Spiral" is probably my favorite one. It was fucking, shit was good. Um, but overall, I think it was just a great album. I love the uh, the instrumentation on it. was was great. Uh, the vocals really, really come out, which is really, really nice. Um, it wasn't like the mixing. I don't think was was bad at, at, by any means, at least on on my end. Um, but no, overall, pretty damn good. I'm happy we got a, a pretty decent metal album. Uh, so yeah, bada bing, bada boom, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, Sebastian, I God, Deathcore and I do not get along this year. It. It has to do more with just how I feel about the genre. I feel like the horse is so decomposed at this point that we're getting just little bits of flesh on the skeleton at this point. And that sounds metal, but um, my feelings of the album are of uh, 
nothing. Um, I, I I think the band is good at what they do. Obviously, Valde or Val yeah Valde um was a good album. I reviewed it pretty highly back in when we reviewed it. It was nice, but I really did not care about this. I listened to it. Instrumentals were fine. Vocals were fine, but it did absolutely nothing for me. Um, it just it sounds like any other deathcore band out there. They're doing the same kind of stuff, same kind of breakdown, same kind of vocals. No difference. I really can't tell you the difference between this and any other deathcore band I have heard all year that has not done anything else but this. Uh, five out of ten. I am in. I guess. Uh, I mean, like, I I feel both of you. We'll just say that way. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm in the middle per se because I do have like a similar score. Uh, well, Trent, I have the same score. I gave it a seven out of ten as well. Uh, but like, I still do feel that like it's definitely like an average deathcore album, which is like really unfortunate because I thought that the instrumentals on this one were actually a bit more unique than you would typically get from any other deathcore band. And I only mean that in the sense of like, you know, it wasn't necessarily symphonic deathcore. It was definitely like a I would say somewhat of like melodic deathcore but like done in just a pretty cool and somewhat original way you know like it almost felt very for lack of a better word evil you know like oh kind of triumphant you know what I mean but not in the sense of symphonic metal by any means um the you know I guess weak side of this album comes unfortunately from the vocals uh it's more that style of like you know it, it kind of just like reminds you of thy art a little bit too much for sure in like the lower you know vocal aspect of it and then like you know this the sung vocals of just kind of like really low singing kind of thing you know it just doesn't really cut it for me at all i don't really think it ever did because i can't really think of one album that i really enjoyed or at least in modern day like me now of a band doing that style of singing it is just so unappealing to me and such a turnoff for the album and uh it definitely showed for this one's for sure um but i mean i don't think there's really anything bad still about the album i mean it's still they do what they do well it's just you know nothing i would necessarily go back to i guess linger would be the only song that i can definitely say i actually really enjoyed uh from start to finish but other than that yeah it's just like i said seven out of ten didn't really do much for me it's there it exists deathcore brie there you have it uh but all right moving along we got a new album here, a a debut album from, I believe it's uh, Tai Taichu Taichu, uh, and her debut album Roar. Sebastian, take it away. Yeah, this album was fine. Um, I I was happy that it at least sounded good, but it did not do much for me. I've heard this I've heard this kind of style plenty of times, you know, growing up in Puerto Rico and everything like that. Uh, or growing up in like Puerto Rican family and such and everything. Uh, it wasn't anything new, but it was fine. It was something different for the week. And uh, yeah, it's a 6.5 out of 10. Um, I guess 
the electronic instrumental instrumentals are fine. Sorry if I sound a little bit under the weather. My nose is completely plugged. Same with the last episode. I swear this is like a recurring thing for me. It's I'm gonna worse. sound I'm gonna sound more and more like the guy from uh, Your Movie Sucks. Just more and more as I do these reviews, just pessimistic and just nasal as fuck. Um, yeah, there were there were some good moments in this in the sense that it was just something different, but. I mean, if you like if you like your electronica, if you like your uh, Latin sensibilities, here you go. You got something else. I mean, if you really want something, I would recommend that's similar to this. Check out Rosalia every day of the week. I will agree that uh, Rosalia definitely does a little bit better than Tai Chu here. Um, however, that doesn't diminish, at least for me, the quality and sound of this album, as this was actually probably my favorite album of the week. I um, enjoyed the combination of like latin pop with like a little bit of hyper pop and you know some like r&b elements for like some of the slower songs you know um it was just also nice to hear you know from a latin artist like her songs that all don't consistently sound the same you know like don't get me wrong there is still the same repetitive latin pop beat of boom but like that's only like a few times if any throughout the album you know and it's not with every single song and hence why too we love rosalia because she also mixes it up as well and uh it seems like you know i can't you know prove this or anything but like perhaps you know rosalia's you know growth and popularity and diversity and sound has now become an influence for other latin artists and i can really only hope so so that we can actually have something at least for me that's really good in this you know genre of music but um yeah extra brute payday uh bella darks and gas to name a few definitely some of my favorite tracks here uh it's really short you can get through it pretty quick nothing too crazy on that like what is it like yeah, 32 minutes, it's, yeah, it's nothing crazy at all. And for a debut album, and this is what you're starting out with, that's pretty impressive. Easy follow right there. Uh, it's an 8 out of 10 for me, definitely worth checking out, and I'm really excited to see where her career will go. Uh, Trent, take it away next. Yeah, I mean, this isn't you know, my typical thing, we'll say. Uh, it, but it, honestly, it wasn't bad. For for a debut, we take it. We do. Um, I, I don't think I remember. Uh, was that Rosalia or Ros- Rosalia? We didn't do her album last year. Um, Which was uh, unfortunate. Yeah, because I, I, I saw it. I listened to it on the side, and I, I like at first I didn't really care for it, and then I gave it a second listen. I'm like, fuck, this was good. But I listened to it like back in December when it was like already time for like year end review stuff. So I was like, well. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I'm looking at it now. I was like, I, I know the album. You should, you should listen to it. You should really listen to it. It's good. The weekend's on it too. He's on a feature. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I will. I will save that. I'll check that out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So this one was. It was okay. Um, I like most of these albums where I'm like, it's really not my thing. I see the appeal. I can see where it's good. You know, especially for a debut, hey, power to you, especially if it's getting your popularity, uh, it's getting your name out there, things like that. That's great to hear. I absolutely love it. But for me, I don't think it's bad. It's just definitely not for me. 
Uh, so overall, I, I still want up giving it five out of ten. Uh, there were still some bits that I liked, uh, and like the overall like feel of the album not being um, you know over an hour, which is great. Um, it's just nice thirteen songs, thirty two minutes. I'm like that is like average standard for looking album, and I'm like it's perfect. Uh, but yeah, overall good job. Hell yeah. Well, all right. Moving along now, we got a new album from Homicide Gang, Snot or Not. Yes, this is Homicide Gang, uh, basically Playboy Cardi clone. But out of the Playboy Cardi clones that are at least on his label, which is literally like only like two other guys, Destroy Lonely and Ken Carson, uh, Homicide Gang is probably like my favorite of the, of the three. And uh, I think it's just... I don't know, like, specifically. I guess it's just, like, how consistent they are and how, I don't know, I I guess how they sound vocally because they really are almost no different than the other two. I think The Story Lonely is just a little bit more leaning on the sad bitch boy spectrum with some of the slower songs. And then Ken Carson I really have no opinion on. I think he's just very, very, very mid. Um, But be that as it may, Homicide Gang are pretty decent. If you like your uh, very retro Game Boy beats of... And then repeatedly going, Homicide, Homicide. Then that's exactly what you're going to get on this album. Followed by like very small bars about fucking your bitch, doing drugs, or etc. That's exactly what you're going to get on this album. Uh, in terms of songs that I liked on here, uh, I mean, we got Snot Shit, pretty damn good, Uzi Work, ADHD, and uh, Wants and Needs, to name a few. But uh, really, at the end of the day, it's an under 30-minute album that sounds exactly like all the other songs, but at least it sounds good for me. And uh, with that, it's another 8 out of 10 second favorite of the week. And uh, just going to leave it at that. There you have it. Uh, Trent? It was uh, interesting. <laughs> um, for the the most part, I I was a bit, conf- and I wouldn't say confused, um, but yeah, it just wasn't really, wasn't really what I expected. Um, I think coming off of the first song, ADHD, it was, um, oh, where was it here? Yeah, and he kept saying like tweak out like every ten seconds. Yeah, and it just really <laughs> brought it down. It was I was like, dude, this is so annoying, and it just killed the rest of the album because that was the first song. I was like, man, how? Why? Why are you gonna do that? Uh, it, like like you said, like the that type of like uh, you know, like repetitive vocal style as well as like repetitive beats, things like that. Um. It just didn't didn't really do it for me, uh, but overall, I, I still want to give it a five out of ten because I, I found some enjoyment out of it um, with songs like uh, "Once It Needs," "TNT," uh, "Uzi Work." But yeah, overall, overall, five out of ten, pretty okay. There you go, pretty okay, Sebastian. God, I need Cardi. To, like, just tell his clones to, like, settle down because there are too many. Um, what Cardi is doing is fine. I like Whole lot of Red. Obviously, it's a huge meme uh, across the friend group. You know, I will I will never stop blasting the shit out of that album. It's great. Um, I even got into 
actually, you know what? That's that'll be album Rex. Don't worry, that'll be album Rex. Um, yeah, I, I I enjoy Cardi, but his clones have left me nothing to be desired. Um, I I don't want anything from these guys. I'm sorry. They just all sound like wannabe Cardis, and I understand it's a style that they want to make into a huge movement. I just don't think the movement itself has a lot of traction. Who knows? I might be wrong. I might be ridiculously wrong. You know, I always said butt rock wouldn't come back, but rock. Um, yeah, I, I don't want this to be a huge movement, but if it happens... Please, please give me someone that does something different with the fucking formula. Uh, I thought this was going to be like a Suicide Boys kind of like emo rap thing when I first saw the title of the game or the, the rap group and everything like that. Because I, I thought it was going to be more, you know, I'm Bob and Billy's fucking bitches. Like going into that kind of shit. And shit. yeah, the, the shit that everyone loves. And yeah. Um,. That style is also very exhausted at this point, but at least these guys have a little bit more energy. Hopefully, with the traction that they get from this, maybe, perhaps, um, you know, ooh-woo, they can change, they can do something. Please, for the love of God, do something different with the style of music. I am tired of hearing copy av after copy after copy after copy. Please, just just let go of the control. Just let go of the V. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. It's okay. I, I hear you guys. Please, just do something different. Um, f Out of all of that, at least it didn't sound awful. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. Five out of ten. <laughs> I hear ya. I hear ya. But, uh, yeah, moving along anyway. We got a new album here from Tech 9 Bliss. Trent, take it away. Fucking Tech Nine, man. I don't Fucking Tech Nine. <laughs> Excuse me. Um Yeah, it was uh it was just fucking long, man. It it just didn't need to be in the, it was an hour sixteen minutes, bro. Like, Something like that. It it did not like it, honestly the best part of this album is the song Knock. As much as I didn't like that song, we got Conway the Machine. We got <laughs> yep. Conway on here. Yep. Um, we got them boom, boom, booms. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I've never been the biggest fan of Tech Nine. Um, I think I, I liked him. What did he have? Oh, he was on uh, Five Finger Death Punch's cover of uh, "Mama Said Knock You Out." And that's like the only thing I like by him is his little part in that. Um, yeah, the this album though, I I was not a fan of like how the how his flow, what if you could call it that, but how the flow, like his, I don't know, it was just weird. It just sounded like it was like forced to be like off the beat a little bit. It just didn't say it didn't sound like natural. Um, it was it was weird. It was also noticeable. Like anything was the most noticeable on Knock, um, when he was in, but yeah, I, honestly, like it it should not have been over an hour. Uh, I, it it's just not. This is not good. 
Uh, overall, I gave it a four out of ten because there were some parts that were enjoyable. Like most of the features, I actually didn't like have like a problem with. Uh, and I think I've actually made the album like a little bit more listenable because it wasn't just him. But yeah, overall, is fucking. It's fucking long. Long indeed. Like that's also my biggest gripe. I think with the album, where it's just like, it's such a long album, and it has hardly anything to show for it you know like you know there's long rap projects you know you got a drake album right you got a travis scott album you got a fucking whoever rap artist that's popular with a long album but like some of the time at least like even like in that long span of time there's at least a couple songs that you can be like all right that was kind of a banger with or without a feature you know sometimes there's not even a feature at all and it's like actually like hey good shit right there but fuck me man like for someone who's kind of like popular and like you know I, I I don't even know. I guess the underground scene. I guess he's underground, but like, okay, he's underground in rap, but he's pretty popular and known in like the rock and metal community. You know, at least like the whole like butt rock community. I would say because like you don't really hear metalcore bands associate with him, but then you have like Corey Taylor on a track with them, and you're like, oh, oh, okay, I guess he is pretty relevant. Um, and then you know he'll like be on like you know the main stage of like some festival playing like third. You know, and everyone's like, all right, shit, let's do this. Um, But, man, at least with this album, I don't get it. I don't get the hype. And I'm sure he's got plenty of albums that maybe I could dive deep into and see what the hype's about. But, I mean, his flow is just very reminiscent to me of Eminem in a way, in terms of, like, the whole, like, spiritual lyrical individual kind of thing, you know? And then, like, it's like why you know like i didn't realize that like i don't know if he ever like did this before but like at least with this one it's just like a style of hip-hop that i feel like is so derivative boring and overdone that it's like why do it still when like you know you're getting like big features anyway because i looked back and he's gotten some big features before like i know like lil wayne i guess was on like an album of his and like oh granted though lil wayne can go on anything but like i mean to see a big name like that, I'm sure, like, you're capable of a lot of things. And even to see Conway on Knock, I was kind of like, oh, shit. Oh, and Joyner Lucas. That's right. Joyner Lucas was on the end there, too. Um, but I just don't really get it. And then um, in the more, like, rock metal spectrum, Kim Dracula, who I know is kind of, like, growing in popularity in the rock and metal community, he's on here. And I'm like, sure, I guess. Why not? But... Yeah, I, I just don't really have much else to say. It was just very, very shitty rap. And just the, the skits, too. The skits were just so unoriginal as well. Like, I don't even understand what was going on. I think it was, like, they were at a concert. And, like, you know, it's all, like, the hype man and everything. And then, like, these two girls are leaving. And, then like, as they're leaving, they go to a gas station. They get hit on. And then, like, the guys who hit on them were, like, white boys who got, like, shot or something. I don't know. I don't know. It was really one of the most boring skits on an album I think I've ever heard, uh, at least on a rap album. And I just, yeah, I don't get it. Um, at the end of the day, though, I give it a five and a half out of ten. Not the worst thing ever. At least some of the beat choices were pretty cool to hear. And I guess some of the features, although like 
I, I've never heard of a lot of these features before, so I couldn't tell you like when and where there was actually like something really memorable, but like I'm sure it was in there somewhere, you know, but it's just a very derivative album at the end of the day. Uh, but Sebastian, take it away next. Y'all know how I feel at this point about this type of music. Um, but for those who don't, hi, I don't like this type of shit at all. Um, it's it's nothing against Tech Nine himself. He's probably a really cool dude. But the people that enjoy this kind of stuff are the people that usually say, oh, yeah, man, you know, mainstream rap, it's just all that mumble shit. It's like nothing good there, you know? Everything that's good in rap is like Tech Nine and Eminem, you know? And it's that spiritual, lyrical, criminal type of shit Nate mentioned. And it's truly like an eyesore on the community at large because you know these type of rappers are out there and sure they're getting more non-rap fans into rap which is great i will 100 percent you know tag along with that that is awesome because tech nine as even trent mentioned is huge in the rock and metal community um guy does a great job at going into the metal crowds and doing his own thing. Uh, he brings a lot of people that wouldn't otherwise wouldn't otherwise like rap into rap, which is a great thing. But the unfortunate aspect of it is that the dude doesn't really have much bars to speak of. Um, he can rap fast. His technical ability is there. But what is he... Like, he's, he's talking about the same boring shit. I mean... I'm not going to say his story has come up isn't something to believe in. You know, if you like it, if you respect it, more power to you. But for me, I've heard it before, and honestly, the way it's delivered is just corny as fuck. It is just so just non-believable. I mentioned this before. There has to be a certain level of believability when you sing about something, whether or not you are that thing. Because, you know, Ice Cube was never a real, you know, dope-selling gangster, but you can believe it because the dude rapped as hard as fuck, you know? Tech 9 he sounds hard, but he just sounds like a guy putting on a mask and trying to do it, you know? It doesn't come off as genuine, and that's what I don't like about this stuff. It's not my favorite. Um, beats are good, and uh, like I said, sorry about my voice kind of giving out. I'm trying my best to put out something there. But, yeah, not my thing at all. I'm sorry. Tech 9 I respect the fuck out of you. Thank you for bringing people into rap that normally would probably not like rap. Um, but, yeah, uh, probably a 4 out of 10 for me. There you have it. Well, all right. We only got one more album to go, and uh, that is the new Trippy Red album dropped just today, A Love Letter to You. Sebastian, go ahead and start it out. Yeah, Trippy Red is an artist in which I have a really big love-hate relationship with. Not to say that he's bad dude. I will I'm just gonna keep saying this because I don't want people to think I just hate on people for the sake of living. You know, if I just don't like the music, I don't like the music. You know, I'm trying my best to separate like, you know, I hate this person over I just really hate this beat and how they do things. You know, it's it's just the art. I'm just a lowly fucking critic but like yeah uh trippy red on this album really does not do much for me 
He starts off with these like really heavily auto-tuned bits of singing, which is fine. I mean, I, I love T-Pain. Who doesn't? Um, but when he does it, it's a little bit, a little bit like, you know, still in that emo stuff and it's it's nothing I haven't heard before. Um, it's not the worst thing I've heard in the world. Uh, but when he gets to shit, like I'm mad at me or closed doors, I actually liked it quite a bit. Uh, I think it was also romantic fantasy as well. There were like some like chopped chipmunk soul beats and trippy flowed really fucking well over them. I was just flabbergasted how well Trippy and he might have done this shit before. I'm not a huge like I know everything about Trippy kind of guy, but like hearing him rap over Chipmunk Soul and doing it well was a great fucking thing. And I wish we could have gotten more diversity in this album. Not just more Chipmunk Soul, just more diversity in general. Uh what we got here was good, but I was just left wanting more and especially just the rapping, um, the singing stuff just needed a lot of work, needed a lot of, just a lot of more, a lot of nuance to make it more personable, uh, a lot of just basic auto-tune stuff, and it just, I'm not gonna say the auto-tune ruins it, because it's a stylistic thing, it's, you know, a huge thing in this type of music, but it, there was a, there was just, there was a soul that was lacking, in a lot of these lyrics and a lot of these uh, singing type of flows. And uh, unfortunately, I did not find it at all. Um, it was good while it lasted, but man, I was just bored. So bored. But that Chipmunk Soul stuff, that other diverse shit, that was fun. Uh, like I said, the album picks up, so if you do want to give this a listen, just check out the whole thing because it does ramp up later. And uh, I promise you that. So I'm going to give this one a 5 out of 10. Hell yeah. Uh, Trent, take it away next. Yeah. It... Talk about another drag of an album, right? Um, <laughs> I honestly don't even remember the first half of the album. Like, it, it was just so much of the same shit. And we listened to it just um, today, too. So that... <laughs> Yeah, that says a lot. and like I literally listened to it like maybe five hours ago. Um, I I think it's possibly due to the fact that I just don't think he has like a good like I don't even want to say singing voice, just like a, a noticeable voice in general. Well, like remember we liked Pegasus though, didn't we, Trent? I thought you liked it as well. <sighs> I might have. I remember I did. Cause I, I was I was shocked I even liked it because a lot of people were bashing the fuck out of it but i was like i don't mind this yeah i don't know uh let me let me see here i had like moonlight uh had spaceships never change with future i got you with busta rhymes i had some bangers i had some pretty banger tracks on i there. think i think there were something i don't remember like the I think I might have at least given it like a seven. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, I'm like, I just honestly don't think he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why people like him. Like, it's kind of like that same, like emo boy type shit. Um, at least on this one with all the acoustic tracks, uh, or what you can call acoustic tracks. Um, 
think uh let's see yeah the only noticeable track that like i like really remember uh was i'm mad at me the one with lil wayne oh yeah um it it was a pretty solid track like especially for like the middle of the album where i was like oh now now i'm you know have regained consciousness um and lil wayne's feature was pretty good uh and i it closed doors with roddy rich i don't remember that one it was like literally like that is like the track that i remember and then like everything else just blends together um I, i'm just sad like it i i wish it was better and i wish it was shorter <laughs> uh overall even before i 10 it just it didn't uh it didn't it didn't uh I don't know. I was trying to go with a fucking funny ass analogy. Quench not your working. thirst. Quench your thirst. There we go. It didn't quench my thirst. I still thirst for the durst. Didn't butter your muffins. Didn't butter your English muffins. I don't fucking know, dude. Like, <laughs> I, it didn't bust my nut. It didn't bust your nut. And honestly, it's kind of important sometimes to get that out of an album. But this one, not so much. Not so much today. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, trippy red, trippy red. What is there to say about this man? Well, what there is to say is that in the 2020s, he's been having like the most wild fucking ride in terms of like his sound. He has become like diverse, sure, but also just very inconsistent. So we had Pegasus to start out the decade, which like I was saying earlier, I actually really enjoyed that album. So far, that's my favorite album of his this decade. Um, It just was really catchy i like the r&b influence the emo rap of it the features were pretty damn good i only remember that one song we was really really fucking stupid and like i just think it was there as a joke but even then it just kind of ruins the flow of the album but even then it doesn't like ruin the whole album period it was just a good album i actually really did enjoy that following that we had trip at night in the next year which was uh trippy red doing his best playboy cardi impression and no no that it, it ain't it um we also had uh, the deluxe edition of Pegasus, which was uh, Neon Shark versus Pega- Pegasus, presented by Travis Barker, which was Trippy Red's rendition of Pop Punk. And when that was like a hype thing to do as a rap artist, do a punk album. And that one had features like MGK and Black Bear, Travis Barker on all the drum tr- uh, drumming, you know, for all the tracks, Scarlord, Chino from Deftones was on there. Uh, a couple good songs, I would say. Uh, the Chino track, uh, Geronimo, and uh, the song Without You, I actually found myself really enjoying. Anything after that, f- f- forget about it. Absolutely forget about it. And then uh, earlier this year, uh, we did not cover it, but Mansion Music came out, which was another sort of like trap album with some rage rap i guess to it and like you know a feature on every single song it just felt like an ultimate collab thing you know like trippy red and friends kind of thing but my god was it mid to it it really just wasn't even worth covering and uh only reason i wanted to do this one was because it's like the fifth installment of the a love letter to you uh saga i guess if you will um only really listened to two uh, up until this point, Love Letter to You 1 and 4. 4 is probably like 
his best album period with like the big one who needs love on there love me more six kiss i mean it's it's actually a pretty damn good album but uh this album here unfortunately does not live up to those uh both expectations are just sound in general i mean it is just rough on here but it didn't start that way that the first track take me away was actually a really nice opener to the album kind of like you know it's still it had those like emo rap vibes to it and i thought that's what the whole album was going to be again you know like how a love letter to you for at least was just like some emo trap you know bangers um but then the f- next song last days was a deftone sampled song that was pretty decent i would say i mean i even saved it and everything kind of found it weird that like he used the deftone sample sure but like it was like the high like the, the the vocals were higher pitched you know it was like one of those like edits i guess of uh sex tape by deftones and i was like okay i mean weird choice but all right and then it was just like a wave of slow fucking like almost ballad type songs but they weren't ballads because they're like all under three minutes and just you know a light trap beat or an acoustic guitar in the background and that was kind of it and that went on for a while and then it kind of switched up with Lil Wayne and Roddy Rich getting in the mix then uh with like the more trap based songs and I was like what the fuck is going on now and then the kid Leroy got thrown in there and then like some other trap like songs and some slower ones again and like it became very messy and inconsistent at that point and i really just lost complete interest in anything that this album had to offer uh and yeah i mean is it long not as long as the tech nine album at least but you know it 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 could have definitely been a lot better than what it actually was i felt like um end of the day i gave it a six and a half out of ten it just, you know, not his best work. It's not his best decade, it's seeming like. But, I mean, hey, I can only hope that, like, he, he can go up from here. Because, I mean, if we even get a, a, an album that sounds like Pegasus and just mediocre at best, I'll even be probably happy with that. But, I don't know, man. He's just kind of doing his thing, which I got to respect. But, I mean, come on now. Like, like at least put something consistent at this point you know but not as consistent as being a cardi clone because that just gets you know overdone quickly you know just because one guy makes a very influential rap album does not mean everybody else has to do it you know trippy no exception but hey what are you gonna do but all right that is gonna do with the new albums before we go album recommendies trent do you have something for us today at the moment uh, I do. Y'all. Yeah. Uh, so just last night, um, I went to a banging concert, um, banger. which was the, the, it was a banger. Uh, the Mega Monsters tour uh, featuring Lorna Shore, uh, Mastodon, and Gojira. All three of them put on absolutely amazing shows. Um. Unfortunately, it fucking poured like in the middle of Mastodon set because I went to go get merch because I've already seen it would, it would have been like my third or fourth time seeing Mastodon. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm like, I can I can sacrifice a little bit of this for, uh, you know, getting merch. And I uh, 
I got in the bridge line. It got fucking drenched. It sucked. But, uh, yeah. Honestly, for what it's worth, banging show, it probably will go in my top five um, shows that I've been to just because I finally got to see Gojira. Um, so that is going to be mine. Uh, they played a lot of... They, I think they played the most songs off Fortitude. Uh, we covered Fortitude in 2021, and I forgot how good some of the songs were that they played. Uh, so go check out Fortitude because it, it actually fucking slaps. And like some of the songs that they played live, like Amazonia Live was really good. They played the chant live and everybody was doing like the uh, the chant for the chorus. Uh, so it was really cool. And then I forgot how good Grind was because they played that. And that was, that was the last track on the album. But it was, it was so fucking awesome live. I was like, shit, I forgot about this song. But no, really, really good set list from them. Go check Fortitude out. Is it fucking slap? Hell yeah. I got today uh, a little side project from the boy previously mentioned, uh, Chino Moreno from the Deftones. Uh, and that is Team Sleep, uh, the self-titled debut album and only album from the band. It is a alt-rocky trip-hop shoegaze type of album, you know, um, which makes sense. I mean, seeing as Deftones are definitely inspired by like, you know, shoegaze acts and everything, alt-rock ones, it's no mystery that Chino would do an entire side project with it. But what makes this album to me at least like very interesting and unique is that they had Zach Hill, the drummer of Death Grips, uh, do drumming on a few of these tracks here. Uh, he, you can tell when he's there uh, because my fucking God, he goes like, fucking ham on the goddamn drums like i believe it was either well it was both i think like your skull is red in uh princeton review uh he's just going in like you can just hear it like that's what even stands out more than just chino's vocals like oh my god if i just had an album with those two alone working together oh my god that'd be fucking incredible um but yeah he does the actual drumming on this album and then a the guy uh i don't I've never heard of this, like, artist or anything. Crook One does drum programming. Uh, the more trip-hoppy elemented tracks on, like, basically half the album. And then the other half is, like, Zach Hill of sorts, you know. And sometimes they kind of combine on songs and everything. It's really cool. It's really unique. Um, only downside, I guess I could say, with it is that, like, there's some songs here that feature vocalists Rob Crow and Mary Timoney. Uh, and Chino is... Uh, for the most part, not on these tracks at all. And these are some of the weaker ones just because, like, I don't know. I guess their vocals to me were just very bland and didn't add anything to the music at all, I would say. Um, and I think... Oh, no, yeah, I guess uh, Zach Hill was actually drumming on all the tracks that they were on as well, uh, with the exception of any track Mary was on. But even then, like, it just... It was just... Yeah, you know, it really didn't do much for me. But what she knows on there, it's definitely killer. It's really cool if you love the style of music. And honestly, I would even just listen to it to hear not only Chino, but just Zach Hill going so hard on the drums. Definitely worth checking out. That is Team Sleep, the self-titled album. Sebastian, what you got today? Uh, Dial it. It's an album by Playboy Cardi. It's good. <laughs> That's it. Hey, Dial it. Honestly, there you have it. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for the episode today. Trent Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining. We'll see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner for Sydney Waits, and we are s-
signing out.